You've created a project plan. Now what? Some important additional uses for your project plan. Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts, a podcast created by Trailblazer Consulting. Here, we highlight proven solutions developed through our experience working with companies across various industries, and we talk about how you can apply these solutions to your company. We share our experience solving information management challenges like creating and implementing a records retention schedule, creating an asset data hierarchy, or helping with email management. This is Lee, and in this episode, Moore and I will talk about some important reasons for creating and using a project plan throughout your information governance project. Maura, this is your introduction. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit before. It's not just for a one and done type of thing project plan. There's a lot more important uses for this. Can you help me out? I hope so. Hi, Lee, and hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. So the project plan is one of those things that if you haven't used one on a regular basis, you might think it's a static deliverable. Oh, we have to do a project plan. Somebody asked us for a project plan. It's a requirement in our PMO, our project management office checklist. We got to do it. And that's true. You do have to do one. Some people will ask you for one. But if you're not planning to use it in a lot of different ways, then it's, it's really kind of an exercise in futility which I hate, I hate to waste time. I'm all about maximizing the effort that we're putting in. So we've talked throughout this entire podcast, every episode, we talk about how information management depends on user behavior. It depends on people knowing where their information is, being able to find it, use it for what they need to get their jobs done. And that the better your solutions are, the more likely people are to, to follow the rules that you've set, to use the tools that you're giving them, to store things where you want them to go. The project plan can be a key tool to help build that understanding and consensus with your team. So for us, it's with our clients, but it's also beyond just our immediate clients with the larger stakeholder group and ultimately with the user base because the project plan contains a lot of hidden gems. So for instance, you build your project plan starting at the end in some cases. What are we trying to do here? What's the big payoff? What's the purpose of this? So if we're building a project plan to implement a contract management solution, your end goal is we went, we go live. We have a contract management solution in, this, in, the, in the building now, <laughs> but you can't just say that, like, oh, we're going to do that. Because if you just say to a bunch of people, hey, we're going to put a contract management solution in place, and you don't tell them all the pieces that are involved, then people might look at you and think, all right, that should be done in a month. Is that going to be done in a month? And then you start saying, well, no, because we have to pick a vendor. We have to do requirements. We have to figure out what data has to be migrated. We have to do the migration. We have to set the system up. We have to train people. There's all these things. And if all you said is, hey, we're going to do a contract management solution, then you sound like you're being defensive. You're suddenly on the defensive. Well, no, because there's all these things that have to happen. But if your project plan, you've got it, you're building it, you're building it from the backwards to the front, you start with, we want to get to a go live. And then you start thinking about what are all the pieces to go live? You need to have a system. 
The system needs to be configured to match your business processes. Do you need to change your business processes to fit what the system can do to take advantage of what the system can do? So that's a process design piece. You need to figure out the metadata that you're gonna describe your contracts and your documents in this system. You need to figure out the difference between a contract and a document because there, there's an interesting relationship there in contract management. And you keep working backwards. You're not a brand new company. You've got 100,000 contracts. You have to figure out how you're gonna move them into the new system. Are you gonna move them all into the new system? Or are you gonna go one group at a time or just active ones or just ones that are going on for more than a year? These are all choices. And the project plan is where you write out all those details the detailed tasks of how you make the choices, when you make the choices, and which choices, which tasks influence later choices. So you started at the end, we're gonna have a go live, and then you work backwards. The first thing is requirements. We need a contract management solution. What's involved in a contract management solution? What are the requirements? What kind of functionality do we want from it? Do we want one that picks up from when the contract is already signed and it's just going to watch over your obligations and make sure that you're getting that you're getting paid on time or do you want one that starts with the um the idea that hey we need a new contract we need to go procure some services from someone or we're going to sell something to someone and that's another question is it selling or is it buying? Is it buying goods and services like just as, you know, from a catalog or is it buying, you know, professional services where you have to think about scope or construction services where you're building a new building or a new facility? All of those agreements can be in the same system or not. So these are all questions that as you're thinking about your go live at the end, you know, the end game, you have to make those choices. You build into your project plan, who are my stakeholders? What is my functionality? How do we make these choices of what the system is gonna do? You document all of that into a functional requirements document. This is a system, so you also have to have a technical requirements document that says, how does this fit into my environment? Is it gonna be on the cloud? Is it gonna be in on-premises? What sort of platform do I have? If we're an Azure shop, do we want an AWS system? Will that work? These are all questions. And your project plan gives you the structure for how to go through systematically and answer the questions and do the work at each step. And it gives you the, the clear path for engaging with your different stakeholders at every step of the way. And in that way, in that use, it becomes a critical communication tool. And so we've talked about communication a couple of different times. In fact, we've talked about it all along through our whole podcast, whether we've announced it that way or not. Because again, managing information is about users behaving and using their information. And, the, and to get users to do what you want, you have to communicate with them. I'm gonna pause yeah. there for a second. What do you think? Yeah, let me, let me jump in. First of all, I think they're kind of a pain because of exactly what you, you said. That is finding and thinking through all of those details and putting them down in a project or a spreadsheet or whatever, whatever tracker item that you want to use, but putting those all down. 
but what what happens kind of if it's if the room is right and the mood's right and so forth is you really get in the zone and all of those activities start to pour out when you're creating it let's put it that way now the communication tool i think is key but it really gives your team a focus because you get them in that same flow in that same zone as you're going through all of those items right particularly if they read it or if you make it important for them to read it it gives the team a focus it gives them the ability to, to focus on the objectives that need to happen yeah i like that that's a really good point about bringing the team in i always i have always started with the project plan as being like an individual activity because it's easier for me to just think by myself but what i have found is that as soon as i start to have reviews sessions with my core team or with key stakeholders, or especially with anybody that I've put into the project plan as carrying out a task. And I've made a guess about how long I think that task is going to take. And I've made a guess about what predecessor tasks have to happen first, like what results do they need? As soon as you start having the conversation about hey, IT shop, I think that you're going to configure my system in nine days. And they say, are you kidding me? Nine days, we need 37 days. Or we need, you know, we, we can configure it in nine days. But that means that all these process decisions have to be made first. So that backs up into how do we redesign the business processes. And so those interactions, what they do for me and what I've seen in the, um, in the, in the interactions with different teams, different clients over the years is it starts to be real. When you say, hey, we're gonna put a contract management solution in place, we have a go live target of next June, that is very vague. It is an amorphous thing. But as soon as you are digging into, okay, we need to migrate, we have all these old contracts and we don't know where they are. How are we gonna find them? Well, we call Betty because we know she's got all the procurement ones. And we call Tom because he was the contract manager at that company that we bought five years ago. And he's just still managing all his stuff in his old system. Then it becomes real. Okay, we've got to get Betty and Tom and figure out how is their, how are they storing their contracts now? Are they using a system? Are they using a spreadsheet? Do they just have them on, heaven forbid, their hard drive? Um, versus even on a SharePoint site or a file server or somewhere that's backed up regularly. But you find all sorts of things. So it's that communication and shared thinking and shared responsibility around, okay, we need to do all these things to get to our goal, our shared goal of a new contract management system. And now we're all ready. Like we understand what that means. We've got a plan. And we're going to follow the plan. And when something goes wrong in the plan, when it takes an extra three days to get through business process design, we understand the implications. Whether we're using a, you know, a tool that, that will calculate that, that the ripple effect for you, or if you just have a list, but you're actively reviewing it and looking at it and saying, okay, wait, this piece didn't, this piece didn't get done as quickly as, as we needed it to. So what is our impact moving forward? Can we make up that time or do we push, push this piece out? A lot of things that often when that happens, it's testing that gets squished at the end. And so you want to think about, I don't want to, I don't want to squish the testing. I want to give enough time for both the system side testing, the sort of 
technical? Does everything work like we think it's going to? As well as the user side, is this really how their business process is going to go? Can this really work practically? You want to build in that testing time and you don't want to crush it. So again, building your project plan gives you the opportunity to see that give and take and figure out the right answer. So as annoying as they can be to build because they are very detailed, very tedious, I find it to be one of the most powerful things that we can do with our clients to help them understand all the work that's going into making this big change that they want to make. Yeah, I totally agree. And that seeing the impact on later events or activities and so forth gives you the opportunity to mollify the impact of those changes with the whole stakeholder group, right? And maybe you just, maybe it's a pilot and you're working with this, but you know, you have another pilot lined up right after this. It gives you the opportunity to head off any confrontation, any issues, any challenges you may have with that second group. Absolutely. Yep. What it gives you is some control. It gives you visibility into where things are going. It gives you a shared understanding. Your stakeholders are not feeling like you forgot about them or feeling like this is taking way too long because they understand what the process is and they understand the impact of different decisions and different changes. And you can, you can do a little bit of that look ahead and say, okay, this this didn't work out the way we planned. How does that change our approach? Do we go into phases? Do we do something else? There's a lot of different ways to mitigate, but you have the options and you have that opportunity because you're able to see right away the downstream impact. So. Awesome. Okay. As always, it's good information, Maura. If you have any questions, please send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com or look us up on the web at www.trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in to our next episode. Also, if you like this episode, please share it with the people in your social media network that will help us get the podcast out to a wider audience and allow us to help more people. As always, we appreciate you, the listeners. Thank you. Special thanks goes out to Jason Blake, who created our intro music. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Lee, and happy project planning.